Green and Healthy Places podcast series in which we take a deep dive into the role of sustainability, well-being and community in commercial real estate, residences, hotels and educational facilities. In this episode, we talk to Patrick Emmanuelson and Anna Christensen of the Health Promotion Unit at the Karolinska Institute Medical Research University in Stockholm, Sweden. There are over 7,000 students on campus alongside some of the world's leading academic minds, making the KI one of Europe's most prestigious medical universities. The stakes are high. In other words, stress levels can rise. Burnout can be a serious problem for both staff and research students. But in a brilliant piece of Swedish foresight, a dedicated health promotion unit within the HR department is on hand to ensure students have every opportunity to live a healthy, balanced life whilst on campus, and they're going to do it in a sustainable fashion. Patrick and Anna and their team commissioned one of my early Biofit Nature Gyms, converting 30 square meters of their offices into an eco-friendly training area that provoked questions around what a gym could or should be like on campus, the connection between nature and well-being, and whether such facilities could inspire students to have at least a movement snack during the day, if not a full workout, if micro-gyms were scattered around the campus, making them more and more accessible. In this conversation, we take things forward from there, covering everything from physical activity prescriptions to offsetting seasonal depression with light rooms or light therapy, mindful movement practices and classes, the role of biophilia around the university, circadian lighting, ergonomic rooms for checking desk height and chair comfort, squat challenges, and use the stair campaigns, plus more. They're a dynamic duo doing really interesting, innovative work in one of the world's leading research universities, informed by some of the world's top academics. So this is this is diamond stuff. Check out ki.se. Hope you enjoy the show. Patrick, Anna, great to have you here. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I think it would be really useful just to start with a perhaps a, a sort of brief description of your role at the Karolinska Institute and, and what health promotion means or, or how your team are charged with uh, improving or promoting health within the context of a university. Okay, I can start and you can fill in, Anna, whenever you want. Um, yeah, we are at a medical university. Uh, here in Stockholm, Sweden, and uh, we are organized and, and placed under the central HR office, actually, which is quite unique here in Sweden to have an in-house group that are specialized or, or have the, the, the given the opportunity to work with a promoting perspective uh, towards staff and students here. Uh, we are organized uh, on two main campuses, Campus South and Campus North. And there we have two facilities, 
training facilities. One we, one we call box gym and one we call base gym. Uh, but that's one part of our our work here. We also have courses. We also have uh, education moments and stuff like that. In in the wider context then of of Sweden in general, would you say that what you're doing is um, is quite unique, or is it is it quite common, in fact, to have an HR-related department within a university that, that promotes health. Are you one of the few, or is it uh, quite quite usual that the university has that facility? I think we're the only one, actually, here in Sweden. Uh, Scandinavia, I don't know, but I think we're quite unique there. And why do you think... Is it connected to the medical research orientation then of, of the Karolinska Institute specifically? You think that they have taken the decision to create a unit and dedicate a team to promoting health? Well, the, the history, I think we need to go back to the history of how it started. But to answer your question, I most universities uh, here in Sweden they have this uh, not in-house they have some sort of consultant or they have partnerships with with training clubs or facilities outside the university uh, some has organized it um, um, as a yeah an organization outside uh, on, only having owning the, the facilities or something like that. So we are quite unique there. And the history is that I, I can't really answer why, why it, here it started with a good initiative from, from, from the staff actually in the beginning and, and the need for, for having these kind of special group that can organize things yeah, in a good way. And what, what are the objectives then when you, I mean, health is, is quite a broad topic. It could be mental health, it could be uh, fitness, it could be reducing stress. Like, how do, you, how do you approach health and what would be your sort of main goals? Well, um, um, health is a, is a very wide definition to, to interpret it and people have certain preferences and stuff like that. So we have we have decided to work under a rather big umbrella. We have two main head topics that it's physical activity and recovery. And underneath those two headlines, we we when it comes to physical activity, we try to promote physical activity and 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 uh, decrease physical inactivity. So we are following the national recommendations here. And when it comes to recovery, we think it goes hand in hand. Training and recovery goes so well together. Uh, but of course, we are targeting some some problems areas, and and certainly the 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 common stress that we see in society today. So we are we are in two two areas there. And when you say recovery, is that more? Um, let's say mental wellness or, or sort of rather than the physical not recovering from physical activity but more recovery from is it from the stress or the the pressure of the the educational environment well it's it's more of the mental aspects of it 
stress reduction techniques, sleep habits, uh, stuff like that. What do you say, Anna? Uh, Yes, and that we integrate the both. Uh, I mean, even if we practice some physical training, we add mindfulness into movement. So we don't really separate. Well, we do separate it if we have special courses, uh, for example, uh, acceptance commitment therapy or mindfulness-based stress uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction courses, uh, but um, in, for example, our movement classes, we integrate it. We add mindfulness to the movement, so we practice mindfulness together with. It's really it's, it's a very interesting combination that those two those two words, movement and and mindfulness. I think there's there's a lot of benefit in that. That one that might lead us then to to my next question around the the small green nature gym that we created for you a few years ago, like how did that, um, how did that come about? What, what was the uh, logic for creating a, a biofit gym almost within your office environment for the students? Uh, there were several uh, reasons actually, which led us there. Um, uh, Health Promotion Unit is a member of KI Council of Sustainable Development. So we were in the middle of a procurement process and we had just started to connect our work to the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. And we were looking for some sustainable alternatives, options uh, for gym equipment. And we are also, three of us, uh, move natters <laughs> um, in our backgrounds. So um, that's when we found Biofit and you, Matt Morley. Um, so really... Um, yeah, we we and it was the the need for communicating the importance of active break breaks together with uh, the necessity of sustainability and responsibility. Um, communicating health in a wider perspective that uh, is uh, what we do here in Sweden affect the health of others when we buy stuff. Um, when it comes to fitness equipment and, and so on. And also bringing in nature and natural materials was a natural thing for us to do because we, we are outdoors uh, as well. Um, or we see actually the base outdoor. Um, and we wanted, we wanted to walk the walk, actually. Uh, so it's both a practical space and also a kind of showroom to communicate uh, the possibilities of transforming a passive dull waiting area into um, into a natural active movement and mindfulness space. It's very interesting that you mentioned the sustainable development goals. I think in many ways, you know, rather like um, going through a green building certification process with LEED, for example, uh, you know, often those, those requirements uh, in a way then push businesses to invest or create facilities that connect with those goals so if you've got a sustainable sdg or you've got a one around connecting with nature and protecting nature the impact of that it sort of trickles down to the to the business or the uh, the education facility level and then you interpret that and out came the idea of okay well let's create a sustainable gym so it can be applied in so many different ways it's just really interesting to see how decisions made at the top of the industry then slowly trickle down and and impact people or businesses below in, in so many 
different ways. And I think it was interesting to see how you integrated that space. I mean, it's it's literally part of your office, right? I mean, it, it only has one wall, the gym. It's very much something you just walk into, do a, you mentioned the idea of like a mini workout or a mini break. Exactly. Uh, we promote that active breaks and movement snacks and stuff like that, the importance of, um, and actually when we didn't have the gym for students in Solna, uh, we saw a lot of students uh, doing their breaks um, um, in, in BioFit space, um, however small it is, it was, it is. <laughs> Uh, so, mm. it, it sort of takes away the pressure, then, isn't it? It's, oh, I've got to go and get changed, then go to the travel to the gym, get changed, do my workout, get changed again, have a shower, get changed, yeah. go back, travel back to where I came from. And in a way, you break that down and and make it so much easier for someone to do even just five minutes of just play, True. right, True. during the day. And also a reminder of what we is, what we are, uh, uh, biological creatures <laughs> that needs some. Um, practical movements during the day. So you do also have now you've you've led this big project to create a really very impressive like full scale gym. Can you talk to us a bit about about how that project came about? Yeah, well, it, it's a long story. It's go by ten years back, but uh, we needed a facility for students and staff, uh, and. Uh, we had to wait to get the the, the the location that we wanted. So it was, it's a long process, but the experience from, from the BioFit space and the experience from the procurement from, from our other gym in, in the, the North uh, South Campus uh, base gym ended up in a, in a new facility here in Solna campus. So maybe we didn't go all the way but we really tried to 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 um, uh, to implement what we have learned from the biofit space and from from uh, base base gym and so beyond the gym itself like what other examples of, of health and wellness facilities uh, would be something you've you've been involved in or, or contributed to for example there might be a yoga room or i seem to remember there was a, a white room for, for people who are working during the night yeah we have we have tested different things and, and one was the white room the, the the light room that we call it and unfortunately we had to close it because people didn't behave <laughs> there it's but i can describe it. it's a, it's a completely white room which should be uh, during the, the 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 month from from November till March here here in Stockholm. It's the winter is quite dark, and people feel uh, what we have what we call of the sad syndrome, the seasonal affective disease. That people are a little bit low and minor depression during the winter. Uh, so this was a substitute for 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 getting enough light um, during these months. Uh, but it worked quite well and it looks good in, 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 in a scientific way. And the research shows that we need probably a little bit more light during the winter here up in Scandinavia. It's always better to go outside, of course, but a cloudy, cloudy winter day up here in Stockholm, and the, the, the sun intensity, the, the lux, uh, measurements are very low 
And our thought was to have a kind of a circadian light system in the Bifit space, but um, it didn't really work because, um, yeah, um, I don't know why really, but uh, maybe Patrick, you know, <laughs> it was the uh, something about the IT and security uh, yeah. network. I couldn't connect to the to the Wi-Fi system here. But the principle behind that is very interesting. The idea of there being a space that, um, in, at least in lighting terms, follows the body's natural rhythm. So when I think about that in terms of designing a gym, it's about energizing, uh, but also not disrupting sleep patterns. So I want someone to be energized while they're exercising, but equally if they're exercising after dark, I don't want them to be blasted with blue-white light that uh, keeps them awake unnecessarily uh, by tricking their brain into thinking that suddenly it's it's daytime again. So that the concept is really interesting. And it strikes me that like, we often think about these things in terms of workplace. So an office, like a Silicon Valley tech startup business, right? That's where you typically find this type of thing. But you guys are applying it to an educational environment, which makes complete sense because it's also where people are meant to be performing mentally. Right, it's all about concentration and uh, being focused and energized to produce your best work. It's a tough, it's a competitive environment here at Koi. Uh, we we are aiming for be the the best medical university in in, in Europe, and and of course people need need to have those facilities. I think to to take those short breaks to energize themselves to keep the physical activity going. People are here a long time, working long days. So we also have a very generous opening hours at our facilities. And I forgot to mention that we have a yoga dance studio. There's also what, what I would like to see a, 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 a be a fit thought in when it comes to materials and colors. And we also have an ergonomic room close to us um, where people can come and test shares. Yeah technical stuff that they need at their workstation and that's a good reason and, and to to yeah to show them the biofit space and to, to show them other facilities and how we work so in the ergonomic room it would be for example if they need uh an, if they need to test a new chair or somewhere a way for them to test the the right working setup for their desk yeah. and chair is that right and then we can talk about the need of physical activity because we of course a good ergonomic is a, is an important thing but it's not all the most comes down to your behavior how how you use it and how you how long time you sit and what you do there are quite quite weak research on how how good ergonomics works actually you need to change your position a lot and then we can show them how so you're you're both providing physical uh, spaces in which people can uh, practice and put these ideas into practice. So if it's exercising, moving, but you're also in a way having to educate uh, and and inform and share knowledge in some way. So how, how do you how do you approach that? Is it waiting for someone to come to you, or do you have to do a, sort of an outreach program to connect with students who might be interested or thinking about these things? We do both, <laughs> um, I think. Um, uh, our role is uh, a very communicating role. Um, we're not only operational because we, we can't uh, reach out to 5,000 students or is it 6,000? 
something about 7,000 students and 5,000 employees. So therefore we have a lot of communication channels and we also, in our team, we recruit students, instructors, and in that way, uh, try to spread our philosophy about uh, movement in, in a long-term perspective, not only our classes and weekly classes. And so we try to educate them how to be, uh, how to stay active without us. Uh, to reach autonomy, to to be in independent, um, and that's um, I think this was a great opportunity when this close down happened, when we went digital, and uh, there was all about communicating. Uh, we we couldn't be physical, we couldn't be there, we couldn't have any f physical spaces, so we had to promote uh, anywhere movement and outdoor movement and. Um, learning how to uh, take breaks and so on when people were working at home there's there's a lot in that i think there's there's a really interesting piece around how um, training movement-based training or natural fitness natural movement seeing as it requires very little uh, equipment it's quite empowering in a way when you are stuck at home or all you have is a park to go to but you can't go to the gym I think someone who's used the training with machinery, with weights and, and cardio machines, you know, they can almost, I think, will have gone through an experience of feeling a bit lost without those, um, the apparatus to, to use for a workout. Whereas I think that sort of mindful movement approach that you're promoting is it's, it allows people to, to train if they just have a little bit of space on the terrace or in their garden or, or in the park, because you don't really need much you you can always train with equipment right but you can also do a, a great workout without anything that's true and therefore we have a big role to play here because that was when we build our training facilities we we didn't go to the machinery version of it so it's a lot of free training body weight training free weights special treadmills that you drive by yourself for example and we could see that there was a little bit of opposition in the beginning. And, and so we really have a role to play to, to, to show them how they can do and to open up their minds, mindset a little bit. Because we want them to be independent. We want them to go home and they can do it at home. They can do it outside. They can do it with the family members, with the children and everything. So we feel that we have a role to play there as well. In a, in a typical week of programming then, uh, whether it's online or offline, uh, do you, you're delivering classes or, or mini workshops or, or encouraging movement snacks? Like, how do you structure the week as a to create some kind of routine? <laughs> yeah, how do we structure the week, Anna? <laughs> Should we take an example? Uh, if if we go before Corona, it was we have we had lunch classes. Uh, that we call movement classes, indoor, outdoor. Uh, in the evening, we had more or workshops like learning basic weightlifting techniques. Uh, students held those classes. And in the evening, we had ball sports, uh, basketball, volleyball, stuff like that, also organized by the students. And during the day, uh, for example, we have a mobile gym that we call it that we that we 
where we where they don't if they can't come to us we can come to them and we have a small setting of, of very simple equipment that we are transporting around the departments that they can borrow from one month well that's a busy week what, what about these what about these sort of because i've seen also recently with some of your social media activity you seem to have been creating these um sort of promotions where for 30 days you'll you'll promote uh, doing daily squats or you'll promote stair use uh, talk to me a bit about how you come up with these ideas or what the inspirations are and then how you put a plan together to to take that to the to the students um, it both comes from external sources like the hundred steps it, it was you patrick actually and my list helenius professor here at ki um maybe you could could talk a little bit about that but also it it is uh, from ourselves when it comes from when it comes to uh squat challenge and um daily tips and um 30 day movement challenge we um we uh, we decide that in our small small group of four people, and then we plan a, a schedule for the social media um, and the website as well. And I know you've got a beautiful new vertical garden wall uh, that that certainly looks to be one of the biggest I think I've ever seen. Like, how else are you using biophilia, or how do you see the role of biophilia within promoting health to the students? As Anna told you, when we, when we started to looking at the design and the connection between movement and SDG and nature, we were, we were quite disappointed about the fitness industry. So I think it feels so good to take this uh, road to a more green green setting in everything we do. As I told you before, the best thing is to go outside, but it, it's slowly, slowly progressing here. We can see it in the design, as you can see, when they build new buildings here or when they renovate here. Okay, I try to get in more green spaces. And we, we add the activity part. Uh, and when they have uh, visited our small biofit space, they see the connection between these huge plant walls and they start to ask, mm. for example, in Biomedicum, which, which is a research building here and they can't uh, uh, really during the day come out of the house so they have been asking us for, for a semi-permanent biofit space which we are planning actually um, to um, put up and how that that connection is fascinating then at least from from outside to, i mean you you mentioned for example professor miley's helenius i mean these are global experts like world-renowned experts in their fields all within the KI, like how is, how is that relationship? Is there a dialogue? Are you able to take inspiration or guidance from the academics, the professors who are part of the organization, but obviously you know, doing their own research, doing their own work? Like how much exchange is there? <laughs> it's, so, uh, it's a fantastic place to be working at. That, that is why I've been here so, so long, because there are so many fantastic people there. So when we start pulling in one thread here like like the green 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 area here and, and, and health uh, well people pop up here okay there are one or two researchers that are into this now looking into how, how how green spaces affect your health how we can benefit from it in in design and miles she's a 
she's a fantastic person that has always been some sort of a protege for us and she 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 is the first professor here in sweden when it comes to lifestyle healthy lifestyle so when we talk to her she has names you know it spreads and we, we get more and more contacts so we are in a context where pretty much everything that the stone we lift there are some people here at Kea that are, are into this so it's like you say we, we we should do more about this super brain but presumably it means you you really can't you've got to do your research as well right i mean you can't uh, claim something that isn't no, 100% no. true it needs, you need you also need to be uh, very sure about what you the statements yes. you make and our our vice chancellor here ole petter is really into this so so we need to have good evidence when we start some, something and, and the president Ole Petter uh, Ottersen and Miley's, uh, Professor Miley Selenius actually started the squat challenge in our small biofit space last year. So it's great to have them. They're great promoters and they're um, supporters and they um, um, they give uh, strength and credibility to our work. So look, um, just to sort of close, perhaps I could ask each of you individually. So perhaps starting with you, uh, what do you think has been the the success that you're most proud of so far in the work that you've done like if you look back now on the time you've been with the ki what's the project that you you think of most uh positively or most fond of um oh it's difficult to say but uh i would say it's our grit <laughs> it's to never give up and keeping to stick to our guns and um, um take the opportunity of not being a commercial gym, actually to think twice or three times or four times um, and remind us of uh, how uh, that we are biological creatures and what we need. Um, uh, and the important, urgent and strenuous work towards a sustainable, to, to connect sustainability to health at, at KI. But you say that so that it's obviously not easy. It's obviously not something that you can't just do whatever you want. Presumably, you're obviously being checked and, and held back by some restraints, whether it's finance or or space or opportunity, right? So you are having, it's, it's a battle, even internally, just to make things, but you're obviously winning overall. Yes. Yeah, we, all, we always, have, always have eyes on us. There are a lot of experts out there. <laughs> Uh, when it and and when it comes to especially comes to training, you know everybody's an expert, and, and so it's so important that that we stick to our guns, as Anna said here. Because um, when we when we especially when we I think we're proud when we made the change to go from a machinery gym is one thing when we when we could implement uh, physical activity on prescription is one very good thing that we we succeeded with. Uh, how does that yeah, work? PAP. Uh, you can get a prescription when you go to the to your doctor, of course, and you get some pills or medicine, whatever. But you could also get a prescription on physical activity. We know that physical activity could be best practice, or at least a very good complement to ordinary medicine. And the prescription itself, like that, that's it's like, how does it work? It's they'll recommend 
just do 30 minutes of exercise three times a week or is there a, an extra layer of detail would they suggest strength or cardio or outdoor exercise what level of detail does, does that go to There's something about the, the the dose the the frequency and the intensity so um actually uh, every day for a high intensity it's better than three times a week uh, for a longer time and uh, work with the large muscle groups and add some balance and strength training yes um it 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 doesn't say anything about outdoor they have it here in, in sweden when it comes to rehabilitation from 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 stress related problems burnout syndromes and stuff like that and it there are more and more research coming out from that perspective but right now there is no green prescription here that we handle but we try to implement it anyway <laughs> go outside patrick and thank you both very much it's been really great talking to you uh, how can listeners to the podcast how can they keep in touch or follow what you you guys do with the health unit there and they they can visit our website on ki.se health promotion very cool all right thank you both thank you matt Thank you.